We're going to read a short parable from Matthew uh, chapter 13, verse 24 through 30. I love these parables because uh, they're spoken in such plain terms. Um, they could understand it back then, and we can understand it now, and uh, it has such deep meaning. Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came in and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. When the wheat sprouted and formed heads, then the wheat, weeds also appeared. The owner's servants came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Where did, then did the weeds come from? An, an enemy did this, he replied. The servants asked him, Do you want us to go and pull them up? No, he answered. Because while you are pulling the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. At that time, I will tell the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles and be burned. Then gather the wheat and bring it into my barn. Thanks, Ron, for leading that song. Well, I can remember singing that song over the years, and you usually have a smile on your face. Even though you do know it's troublesome times are here now, but we are heavenward bound. Today we wrap up a series we've been calling in a very creative title, 2020 Vision. We are so creative around here. But we do want to have this proper vision in the world today. And so we talked about how we serve the Lord of the harvest. And he, we need to lift up our eyes to see the harvest that is around us. Open our eyes to the harvest. And do that as we walk through this world. And, and as we walk by the wells and we see the people that are there. And, and then allow them to be lights in this world as well. So let God work in our lives in such a way as our eyes can be opened and we can see the needs that surround us and to be aware that we are lambs among wolves. I mean, it's an evil world that oftentimes attacks us. And today, as we conclude this series on 2020 vision, we want to talk about our proper vision as we, we look at the troubles of this world today and we think also of the, the final harvest. We need to open our eyes to the harvest, that final harvest. And today our, our uh, parable that we just read is, is oftentimes called the parable of the weeds. It's the wheat versus the weeds. I don't grow wheat, but I do grow weeds, and I do battle weeds. Uh, how, many, how many of you like, like me that you really like your lawn and taking care of your lawn? Anybody besides me? I love my yard. I love my lawn. And I do not like the weeds that invade it. In fact, I battle them, and the battle has already begun. The weeds are there, and the struggle for this year has already started. But this morning, I want to remind us that we are God's kingdom. We are God's people. This is God's world. He created this world. We are his field, and he loves his field, and he cares about it and is concerned about it. And he is concerned about the ongoing battle with weeds, with evil in this world. And so we read the parable. J.C. just read us that parable that helped us to see this and what God wanted his early believers to see and to understand. Now let's dig in for just a moment into the meaning of the parable as Jesus explains it. In Matthew 13, 36, the disciples were a little confused, and so they asked him. They, then he left the crowd and went to the house, and his disciples came to him and said, Explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. And Jesus first has to define the important parts of this story so they can understand the point 
of the parable. And so he answers in this way in verse 37. The one who sowed the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, and the good seed stands for the people of the kingdom. The weeds are the people of the evil one, and the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the harvesters are the angels. So now you know the important parts of this parable and this story so that you can understand it. And so then he makes the point of the parable, beginning in verse 40. As the weeds are pulled up and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will weed out of his kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil. They will throw them into the blazing furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Whoever has ears, let them hear. So now that we've read the parable and Jesus' explanation of the parable, let's go back and make a few observations. And I want to start with the two questions that are asked in the, in the passage, in the parable. And the first one is, where did the seeds come from? <laughs> the workers come to the owner and said, where did those seeds come from? And God's response is to identify the source. He says in verse 24, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. And he says, you know, you got to remember where the, the, the good seed came from. I planted good seed. I'm the source of the good seed. Every, what is good is from God. And I can't help but think of James' words in James 1.17, where he says, Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of heavenly, heavenly lights. Now, I know there's a lot more to that passage than what I'm thinking of right now or mentioning right now. But good is from God. The good things are from God. He gives perfect gifts. And so the, the evil's not for me. The bad seed wasn't for me. You have to identify the source. And so he says in Matthew 13, 25, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat. Or verse 28, an enemy did this. And who's the enemy? He makes it very clear. The enemy who sows then is the devil. Good is from God, and the bad comes from the enemy, the, the one who comes in. So when we ask those questions, how many times do you hear people cry out, God, why did you do this? Well, God didn't. The enemy did. The devil did. The field is God's good creation. And, and the evil, but evil also grows here. God's kingdom here on earth is a good creation. But the devil also plants and, and sows and causes chaos. So what do we do with the, the devil? What do we do with the evil one? And I think, first of all, we just not, need to acknowledge that the devil is real. Evil is real in this world. We sometimes want to think God is good. And he's going to, but if God, we need to remember, Satan is alive and well and active in this world. The source of evil is not God. It is the devil. And so the second question they ask is, do you want us to pull up the weeds? Do you want us to pull them up? I don't grow wheat, but I do grow and battle the weeds. And my first response to weeds is frustration <laughs> it really is I mean you have this huge beautiful yard and then that one weed and the weed over there and, and that's what I see and I get so so frustrated and so my first my second response is attack the weeds pull them up spray them you know put something on them do something about those weeds 
My wife's first response to my response to weeds is frustration because oftentimes what I think is a weed is some plant that's supposed to be in that flower bed. And when I do my aerial attack, spray them, I might have done it when it was a little too windy and all of a sudden the good stuff and the plants around it might be damaged as well. And what my wife wants me to learn is to be able to differentiate between the good plants and the weeds, the, 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 the things that we don't want. And what God wants for us is to identify, be able to identify evil in this world and do things that don't hurt the good plants. He says in verse 29, do you want us to pull up the plants? No, he answered, because while you're pulling the weeds, you might uproot the, the wheat with them. When they talk about wheat in here, they are probably talking about a certain kind of, I mean, weeds here. They're probably talking about a certain kind of weed that, that grew and started out looking a whole lot like wheat. And you really couldn't tell it wasn't wheat until it started to, to bear its fruit. And when it started to head out, you could tell, no, this is, it's obvious now, this is not wheat, this is a weed. And so when it's, you can tell it because of the fruit, the fruit it has. And he says, be careful, because if you pull the weeds, you might harm the wheat. But later on, you can easily identify it and distinguish it. If you look at verse 26, when the wheat sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. It becomes very, very obvious at that time. What's weeds and what is wheat? So a couple of uh, perspectives to, to, to keep in mind as we live in this field surrounded by weeds, surrounded by evil in this world. And the first is the perspective of the now. How do we handle it right now in this world? Jesus says in Matthew 13, 30, let both grow together. You know, one of the challenges of kingdom living is that right now there is evil around us. It's a challenge of living among the weeds. And I have a natural tendency to see the weeds before I see the wheat. So how do you live in a world with a constant that shows that brings a constant reminder that the enemy is at work? Let them both grow together. I don't know about you, but that just doesn't seem fair. That they would, they would get those, the good things that God brings, that the evil would be able to flourish in that area. That, I want justice, and I want justice now. So sometimes it's hard living in a field surrounded by evil. Now, it's not just sometimes, it's all the time. Last week it was at halftime. But we live in a world that is surrounded by evil, so why should we be so shocked when, it, when we, we see it? So in the now, they are both to grow together. We're living in a, wheel, in a field surrounded with weeds. But we also need the perspective of then, the final harvest. Again in verse 30, let them both grow together until the harvest. And what's the harvest? Verse 39, the harvest is the end of the age. So yes, right now it's very frustrating to be surrounded by evil. But remember the final harvest is coming. Again in verse 30. And at that time, I will tell the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned. Then gather the wheat and bring it into my barn. So he provides an answer to our, to our desire for justice now. 
There's a time coming when the weeds are going to be separated and they are going to be burned and they're no longer going to be a part of the field. Can you imagine living in a field with no weeds? Being in a place where you are surrounded only by good and and no evil. And evil no longer impacts what's going on around you. No weeds to perpetuate themselves. No enemy to sneak in and sow weeds. No neighbor who doesn't spray their yards and allow their weed seeds to blow into yours. You're in a place that is, is free from evil and the impact and the influence of evil. That's then. That's the final harvest. And we need to be able to see that clearly. So he points out in verses 40 through 42, As the weeds are pulled up and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send out His angels, and they will weed out of His kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil. They will throw them into the blazing furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Even now, we need to have 20-20 vision. We need to see clearly what's going to happen then at the final harvest. Now we're living with weeds, but then we'll be living free from evil forever. So when you're living with the weeds, remember, the harvest is coming. But what about now with that perspective? As we focus on the final harvest, Jesus went on in Matthew 13, 43. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. So when you're living with weeds, remember the final harvest is coming. And it makes a big difference. And it makes a difference for us right now. First of all, I hope it gives each of us hope as we live in these days. Hope to handle the problem of sin. And it, And to be able to get our focus off of not um, the evil that surrounds us, but also to see what is in front of us. And we don't need to fear the evil that surrounds us. So it gives us hope. I hope it also gives us purpose in our living for right now. I'm to shine like the sun in the kingdom. And I know that's talking about the final harvest. But it can start right now. I can... I can shine now. And then he finishes with these words. Whoever has ears, let them hear. God wants us to understand. He wants us to hear the message. And he wants us to respond to it. I think he wants us to grow. In fact, I think he wants us to outgrow the weeds around us. Let's do better. Let's grow faster. Let's grow taller. Let's bear more fruit. And when you do that, you'll be noticed. And on the final harvest, they'll be able to see your good fruit. And you won't be thrown out and burned and destroyed. You'll be brought into the barn. He wants us to remember that eternity awaits us. And our focus is to grow, to outgrow that evil. As we just sang with the little kids, read your Bible, pray every day, and you'll what? Grow, grow, grow. Be a blessing. Grow. We're not called to just be on constant weed control. We need to let our light shine in this world. Let's live blameless and holy lives so that our our lights might shine like stars in this world and all might see us and take notice. 
And as you shine, don't be so surprised or shocked by the evil that is around you. In fact, Jesus, when he's telling these stories and he's on this journey in Matthew where we're talking about, he's eating with tax collectors and sinners, people who are, not, uh, are considered to be evil by so many around them. Well, I guess the question simply is, as we have 2020 vision with the final harvest, is, is the final harvest something you dread? Or is it something you can look forward to with anticipation? Are, are you dreading the, the harvest and the evil being thrown out? Or are you anticipating spending eternity in a place where there is no evil? Paul gives us some encouraging words in 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 17, and I think they sum up the message beautifully. Here's what he said. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outward we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being, made renewed, we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. He says, don't, don't lose heart. I know outward we're wasting away, but we're being renewed inside. And those light and momentary troubles can help us in, to grow. And remember, we have an eternal glory that's so much better. And he continues in verse 18. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So, so don't just fix our eyes and focus only on the evil that surrounds us. What's, what's around us in this world is temporary. But instead, let's have a vision, even today, that, that looks out and sees eternity, sees what is unseen, that which is eternal. Wheat versus weeds. So when you look at your life, you say, well, you know, I, I see the evil in my life. I'm just a weed, and a weed is always a weed. Well, I guess... In, Guess you're right. A weed's always a weed, and a sunflower is always a sunflower, unless you live a farmer in western Oklahoma, then a sunflower is a weed. So we get confused. But let me just tell you, a weed might always be a weed, but God who created you can recreate you. God didn't create you to be evil, didn't create evil. And God who made us can remake us, and that's the good news. And you think, well, that's impossible, Kent. Well, it sure seems impossible, doesn't it? How can God take away evil? We did it through Jesus. What seemed impossible, Jesus accomplished. We think, well, it wouldn't be fair. It's not just for me, an evil person, to enter into heaven. And... As an evil person, if I enter into heaven, I just brought evil with me and the seeds and all the things. So I have to be cleansed. And God made it possible through Jesus, who lived a perfect life here on this earth. And he died for my sins, was buried, and, and the power of God raised him again. And that's exactly what can happen to me. I can choose to not live the life I've been living. I can repent and change. I can confess Christ as Lord and not be the one in charge anymore and I can be buried put to death the old person bury him in the waters of baptism and God causes me to rise again a new person and now I can be where he is forever 
I can do that. And I can do it now. But I don't want to live just for the now. I want to live for the final harvest that is coming. And it's very clear, if you want to have 2020 vision on this final harvest deal, there are two choices. We can be burned up, or we can be welcomed into the barn. We can be welcomed into a place where there is no weeds, no evil forever. Or we can go to a place where we are surrounded with evil forever. The final harvest is coming. Let's be ready. We're going to sing a song in just a a moment. A couple of our shepherds and their wives are going to go to the parlor. If you have sin in your life and you've been struggling and you'd like to visit with them, they would love to visit with you in a very private setting and pray with you. If you've wandered away, we'd love for you to come back home and we'd love to pray for you as well. And if you've never given your life to Christ, now is the time to do so. What are you waiting for? Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Let's stand and sing.